Sunday with Miriam on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by BlackRock Health, providing patients with world-class clinical care and comfort, enabling swifter recoveries. Tweet at Miriam O'Call. Well, my next guest this morning is a hugely talented singer-songwriter who, although no stranger to performing, just recently released his debut single, Waterfall. Theo Fitzgibbon, good morning to you. Good morning. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, thanks so much for being here. We're going to chat. First, though, you're going to perform for us. This is Waterfall. It doesn't matter where I've been It's just a state of mind I'm in If I can let her go, I would But I can't So tell me by the waterfall There's somebody in my car That was gorgeous, Theo. You have a fantastic voice. What's it about, that song? Waterfall. Um... I was actually talking about this yesterday with my dad. It's about when there's someone in your past that you think about every so often and when the thought of them comes into your mind, it triggers a sort of powerful response in your emotions and you desperately wish that they're doing well, but you also pray that you never bump into them on the bus. It's that <laughs> sweet spot. That sweet spot of never wanting to see someone again, but also caring for them deeply. So that's what the song's about. I'd say there's loads of people listening who totally know what you're talking about. Hopefully. Actually. Yeah. I know it's your debut single, but of course, you're no stranger to performing, are you? No, I wouldn't say I'm a stranger to performing, no. I, especially a few years ago, I certainly did the rounds. I was gigging relentlessly for a couple of years, a few years ago, for sure. Was that in another band, the League of Nations? Yeah, it was a band called League of Nations. A tremendous, we had tremendous crack in that band, but we were very, it was pure chaos. We were four disorganised young men. <laughs> Going for it, gung-ho, but uh, yeah, weren't exactly uh, the most organised band in the world, you know. And do you have music in your background? Like when you were in school, were you talented musically? Did someone say, oh, you've got a good voice? Uh, I was a late bloomer to it. Like I wrote songs and I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't put much thought into it. It was something that just sort of naturally happened. Then I got really into it. And then I started discovering music that really, I don't know, had a different kind of level of impact on me. And then my relationship with music became a whole different thing. You know, I found out about the 60s and there was these guys, the Beatles, uh, the Doors. And uh, I became obsessed and obsessed with that generation, that time, that music. And is it something you wanted to make as your career from the get-go, say, when you left school? Or did you think that wasn't something you couldn't do? No, I was naive. I thought, shortly after I left school, I thought, I'm going to pursue music and it's going to go extremely well and I'll be successful within a year. (laughs) Yeah, it was a strange combination of having all the belief in the world, but not necessarily having the level of focus or work ethic. But uh, there are people out there who who were working much harder than me back then, that's for sure. I mean, it's not, that's not the case now, but back then for sure. So what changed you? Did you just grow up? Did you I, become yeah. more mature? I think so, yeah. I did I did a lot of growing up. My attitude to life in practically every regard completely changed. And how I approach everything now is just totally different. And how did you do that? Is that just a process? <laughs> I mean, you're still a really young guy, right? Yeah. But is that just you get older, you get wiser, or did you work on yourself? You get older, you get a bit wiser and you also get sick of doing the same things over and over. I got to a point where I realised I had to profoundly change how how I was living and especially how I was thinking. I sort of forced myself into that position. I was going out all the time. 
you know, and uh, if I'd partied any less, I might have kept going with it. But I, you know, I partied just enough for for me to go, okay, right, something has to change. You've got a great Instagram page. Do and I? You actually do a lot of carpool karaoke. <laughs> You've had some great people one. like <laughs> Dylan Moran. Yes. James Kavner. Yeah. Brian O'Driscoll. Yeah. Do you enjoy doing that? I do, yeah. It's a bit of crack. And your granny. I got my granny in, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did she think of that? Oh, it was great. I asked her to do it. I think she's a fascinating character. I think she's a very interesting human being. So I thought it would be really cool to get her in and get her thoughts. And it's interesting for her to look back, her insight uh, and the level of clarity she has is always kind of refreshing. So I thought, why not do one with her, you know? And mm. I, I thought it turned out well. It was a nice moment for us. Yeah, it was great, actually. How do they work? Explain to listeners how they work. Uh, well, I drive to somebody who might be known in this country and I say, listen, can we do this thing? It's going to take five minutes. Uh, I'm going to play you my song and get your reaction. And uh, I just put the car, oh, I just put my phone in front of the car. Sometimes the phone falls over. I could never find a suitable tripod for it. But it just kind of takes five minutes. And I think people in this country are very good at their people are very supportive. They want to help someone out who's trying to grow an audience or do something. And uh, yeah, so I'm very grateful. Thank you to Dylan Moore and Brian Driscoll and James Cavanaugh. Thank you to, for, to everyone because uh, it was a great help. They're hardly going to turn around when you're driving, though, and say, that's a terrible song. Um, oh, yeah, they might have. <laughs> yeah. But as a young singer-songwriter now, do you have to, obviously, social media helps, like what you're doing there is to mm-hmm. promote your song sure. largely. But do you have to try and get a manager and a label or can you just do it yourself? I th- maybe you could do it yourself. I'd be scared to. I have I have a little bit of help. I have a distribution deal. And for the first thing you mentioned was social media. That is everything now for an artist. You really have to. Mm. And it's be- it's getting more and more competitive. And I think it's getting more and more slightly intense. And on the flip side of that, it's, there's also an incredible platform there as well. So it's a dual edge. There's two things going on. There's an opportunity for musicians to get this, get themselves out there. And it's a very big opportunity. It's very accessible. But at the same time, it's very competitive. Very competitive. Virgin is your distributor, though, isn't correct? It? Yeah. So, like, it's a pretty good company, as they say. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're good. Yeah, fair play to them. Yeah, and your next gig is Whelan's on the twenty sixth. The twenty sixth of February. This month. Yes. Everyone should go along. Come on down. Um, it's going to be a great crack. Absolutely. Mm. Look, you're super talented, Theo. Great success awaits you. You're going to perform for us again now. Before you go, a cover of Coldplay's "Clocks." Correct. Thanks again, Theo. Thank you. Given. Thank you so much for very having me. Very best of luck. Thank you. Lights go out that can't be saved Tires I try to swim against Have brought me down upon my knees Oh, I beg, I beg and please sing it Come out of things unsaid 